You're about to listen to a message from the LifePoint Church, a warm and friendly home for the young at heart. Good morning, everyone. Whoop! So I told um, Pastor Busola that I was going to dance because of small groups, but if you guys know me well, you know I have two left feet. I don't know how to dance, so let me just respect myself because there are people in this house that will never let me forget that I don't know how to dance. I, I, please. I just want to ask God for Tony's voice. How many of us need Tony's voice in our life? Like, girl, I was like, oh my God, thank you so much for that amazing, amazing um, ministration, band, Tony, everybody. And thank you, Tommy, for your awesome God experience. Okay, so good morning again, everyone. I'm going to be sharing today about the connection. They said it's called the vehicle. Can we all say the vehicle connection? Can you tell the person next to you that you need to be connected in this season? Hallelujah. Okay, so let's just say a quick prayer and then we'll start. Father, we thank you for your word this morning. We thank you for your blessings and your mercy upon us. We pray for eyes that see, for ears that hear. We pray, Lord, that every meaningful connection that you have for us in this season, Lord, that we begin to make it in Jesus' name. And we pray, Lord, that you be with us as always. Keep us safe, keep us protected, and that you speak through me in Jesus' mighty name, we pray. Amen. Okay. So I'm going to start very simply by simply defining what the connection is, right? So when we hear something about connection, connection, you know, you're thinking about two things, you're thinking about a relationship, you're thinking about the fact that, you know, it's like a link between two people, right? And the interesting thing about life is that you actually cannot get through life without being connected. Now, how many of us feel like you can get through life without being connected to other people, honestly? As in, you don't really, I mean, you need people maybe small, but not really, like... I can just deal with you small. It's not possible. And you know, it's interesting, as I was preparing for this message, I was thinking about my life and I was like, you know, every achievement, every, every big thing that has ever happened for me, from getting my first job, you know, to even like who I ended up getting married to, to like getting jobs after that, to relationships, to friendships, to breakthroughs, to increase, has been through a connection with somebody. So the very first job that I ever got outside, um, after university, I remember I got it because there was an alumni of my university at the career fair that I went for. And because he was an alumni and, you know, we kind of got chatting, he was like, okay, you know, I think that you would be good for this role. I didn't even really have to interview. And, you know, I thought to myself, you know, it's so interesting how connections actually make things happen in our lives. Even the current job I have, it was also through a connection. So it's important as believers that we understand the importance and the value of connections. And I'm going to dig deeper as I go along. So I want us to read very quickly out of Matthew 22, verse 36. Um, so the disciples were asking Jesus a question in this, in this particular scripture. And it says, teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? I mean, after all, does it say thou shalt connect? No, it doesn't. Sorry, that's not what the scripture says. I'm the one that added that one. <laughs> and he says, this is the first and greatest commandment. And the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On these two commandments hang all the law and the prophets. Really? On these two commandments. So the two commandments are what now? The first one is, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. Sorry, you. What's a great one? This is perfect. Sorry, can you help me put it up on the, on the screen, please? Matthew 22, 36. It looks like I have an incomplete version over here. But anyway, the point here is that Jesus was letting them know that every single thing hangs on connections. Because can you love somebody without being connected to them? Hello? 
Who here is in love and is not connected? You're in love maybe with yourself. You're connected to yourself. That's okay. But can you love without being connected? It's absolutely impossible. So as far as I'm concerned, Jesus was telling us that there are two very important relationships, connections that we need in our lives. The first one is with God, obviously. And the second one is with our fellow human beings. So, you know, people around you, whether at work, whether your family members, those that's actually what God has said is extremely important. So, in fact, there is such a commandment as thou shalt connect. Hello? Do we agree? Do we agree? Indirectly? Yeah? And, then, you know, I started thinking about, you know, about this, about this. And I was like, it's so interesting how I never thought about connections in this context before until I read this. And then I started thinking about people in the world and successful people, you know, all of us here. Is there anybody here who doesn't want to be successful? Success is not really your, your portion. You're not interested. Okay, nobody. Thank God. We are all aiming to be successful, right? In whatever area God has called us to, whatever space, whatever sphere of influence, we're all aiming to be successful. I tell you that there is no successful person in this world who is not making connections or who is not connected. And if you really think about it, some of the people that you really admire, that you love, that you think, oh, that person is, ah, they're doing big things. I mean, I'm sure that we, that's all of us can start shouting out names now. If you study them, you guys, they don't play with their connections, though. They don't play with their relationships. They don't play with their networks. They do not play with it. So it's very important that we realize that as Christians. You know, for you to advance, how do you advance? How do you make more money? How do you get a promotion even at work? Guys, even at work, you need to be connected. If there's anybody here who you feel like, mm, this is my job. I'm just here to earn my paycheck. Don't talk to me. I won't talk to you. <laughs> the corporate is laughing. I won't even, I'm not, thank God I can't see your face, so I can't even call your name, but I like how you laugh deeply because it clearly hits you. But the point is, you cannot go to work and just do your job. You can't. If you go to job, I say, if you go to work, that's your fault. You're the one that made me shell because I was laughing at you. If you go to work and just do your job, you will not progress. And you can ask the old people that are seated over here, all the people that are old in this church, they're all seated here. You can come and ask them. You have a lot of experience. You can ask them if you can get promotions without being connected. It's just not possible. I like it. Own it. Own it, boo. You know, it's not possible. You have to network and connect even within your organization. You can't just say, I'm in HR. I'm in finance. I'm just going to, you know, get the documents ready for my boss. And I'm just going to go home. You can't do that. And if you are doing that, I want to implore you by reminding you, first of all, that God has told us, thou shalt connect. That's a new commandment. And also, for you to understand that it is impossible for you to really advance without connections. You know, human beings are made for connections. So I have a few key points. How many minutes do I have? Hmm, God help me. Okay. So I have a few key points that I want to um, kind of hit as we go along. The first one is that, guys, there's a blessing that comes from connections. Did you guys know that? Yeah, you did? Ah, there are people here that really study the Bible. Let's see your hands up if you knew that there's a blessing that comes from connection. Oh, I love it. Maybe about one-eighth of the room. Okay, great. <laughs> so there's a blessing that comes from connections. And if you read Psalm 133, the NLT version, this one I have it complete, I'm sure. It says, how wonderful and pleasant it is when brothers live together in harmony. For harmony is as precious as the anointing oil that was poured over Aaron's head that ran down his beard beard and onto the border of his robe. Harmony is as refreshing as the dew from Mount Hermon that falls on the mountains of Zion. And there the Lord has pronounced his blessing, even life everlasting. Hallelujah. So there is a blessing that comes from connections. In addition to that, Ecclesiastes 4, 9 to 12 says, two people are better off than one, for they can help each other succeed. If one person falls, the other can reach out and help. But someone who falls alone is in real trouble. Likewise, two people lying close together can keep each other warm. But how, 
How can one be warm alone? A person standing alone can be attacked and defeated, but two can stand back to back and conquer. Three are even better for a triple braided cord is not easily broken. Hallelujah. So guys, it's clear from scripture, from what God is teaching us about his word, that there is actually a blessing that comes from being connected, you know? So if you have been through any circumstances or anything that has stopped you from connecting, if the pandemic, this darn pandemic, has stopped you from connecting, you know, you need to find a way to start to connect again because there's actually a blessing. If you feel like your life might be a bit dry of blessings right now, just try and connect. And we have a way, small groups, we have a way, but I'll get to that later, I'll get to that later. If you're looking for a way to connect, don't worry, we got you this morning, we have a whole package for you. We don't only have the message, we also have the way to connect, hallelujah. All right, so number two, God will use his people to fulfill his agenda for your life. Not his people, sorry. God will use people. So I was just thinking with somebody in this auditorium, I won't mention the person's name, about Ruth and Naomi. I was like, you know, when I think about Ruth, you guys, Ruth, like how, how did Ruth just know to follow Naomi? I don't understand. Does anybody understand? How did she just know? Do we know the story of Ruth and Naomi, first of all? Okay, we know, good. Because that would have been a problem. Um, I don't have enough time to summarize it. But how, like, how did Ruth know to follow Naomi? How? It, like, it still blows my mind till date how Ruth followed her mother, the, her ex-mother-in-law, actually, because her husband had already died. So she wasn't even her mother-in-law anymore. It's like past tense. Now, no, but really, it is, because the man was dead. Now, when you look at the story of Ruth and Naomi, you, in fact, if you don't believe that God uses people to fulfill his agenda for your life, just read their story. Because somehow, Ruth ended up in the lineage of Jesus. Like, isn't that mind-blowing? And so, your ability to connect with people and to discern the right connections, this is what caused the discussion between me and the person I, I don't want to mention. So I was talking about discernment and how we have to be able to discern the relationships that God has put in our lives, right? So people are in your lives right now. All of us are people in our lives, all of us. But some of us are disrespecting some of those re relationships for different reasons. Maybe the person is annoying. But you have to be able to discern even if an annoying person is in your life for a purpose. And so it's very important that we remember that God will always use people to fulfill his agenda. Now, how do we discern this? How do we discern who should be in our life? How do we discern, okay, this, my annoying colleague is always in my face. This person is always, you know, disturbing me. Should I even bother with a relationship? You have to ask God. But the point is, if you look at the story of Ruth and Naomi and so many other stories in the Bible, and I'll get to some as we go along, you'll see that it's very, very important that you can discern those that are in your lives for each season. So my next point is this, your ability to discern and steward the relationships in your life is extremely important, which I kind of just spoke about previously, right? So not only discerning who should be in your life, but also stewarding those relationships. Now, how many of us, let's be honest, and I have many stories like this, how many of us, there are people in your life that you know God wants in your life, but you want to just shoot the person? The person is just annoying. I like an honest baby girl. Anybody else want to be honest? Okay, I'll be. Okay, there's a few honest people in the house. There are some people that you know God has placed in your life for a season, but you don't like the person. The person is annoying. You know, the person is just like stressful. Maybe the person is the complete opposite of your personality, always in your face, but in your heart, this lady is shaking her head vigorously, but in your heart, you know that God has put that person in your life for a season. Do you know what you need to do? You need to get off your high horse, and just accept that that person is in your life for a season and love on that person. You know, God is stretching us and teaching us and making us better people. So when we discern people in our lives, we need to steward those relationships right. Please don't disrespect the people that God has put in your life 
for different seasons. Some of you, your spouses are in your life right now and you guys don't even know because you think that they are annoying. Yeah, I said it. Should I say it again? Okay, I won't say it again. But it's true. Open your eyes. Shine your eye. Shine your eye. All right, number four. Connection is sometimes counterculture. So this culture that we are living in, self-made, I don't need nobody, you know, I can do all by myself, self this, self that, you know, there's a lot of self-made stuff that's going around. And you have to be really, really careful when it comes to all this self-made stuff. Nobody is self-made. Everybody that says that they are self-made, they are lying. Yells, they are telling a big fat lie. And if you research it, you will see that it's a lie. Nobody is self-made. There's no human being. I don't care if they are the biggest heathen or whatever they are, nobody is self-made. And so the way that culture kind of teaches us that you can be okay by yourself, you know, all you need is this, all you need is that, you know, you don't need people in your life, it's all crap. It's all crap. And we have to be extremely, extremely mindful of that. You know, when you when you when you focus on that whole self-made thing, then you become like an island. You know what? There may be over a year to know that she was dead. Have you guys heard that story? You've heard that story, right? Because she was connected to nobody, not even her neighbors. That story was very freaky. I was like, how? But then it just goes to show you the importance of connecting, even with those that you live, you know, like in your community. If something is going on, as an example, who do you call? Who do you call? God forbid, you know, if something happens in your apartment or in your house. You know, you have to be connected to people. So it's extremely important that we don't get into that whole self-made thing. You can actually live isolated, though. You can go to work, earn your paycheck, go to your... You know, do your things on your own, but you will not live and fulfill your purpose properly if you do that because you cannot be an island. It's just absolutely, absolutely, absolutely impossible. So if I give examples of myself, right? So I want to kind of just talk about some random things. So like, for instance, Life Point Church, right? I got into life points through a connection. The connection is over there. That's the person, that lady and her husband. They set me up, but that's a different story for a different day. But the point I'm trying to make is that I've been at life point. I think we've been here, what now, five years? This is our fifth year. And you know, everything happens through connections. Life point has been such a blessing in my life. Elevation Church has been such a blessing in my life. And both churches, me and my family got into through people, through connections. So it's just important that we understand what these connections in our lives are. Okay, next. There is a divine mandate for meaningful connections. There's power in connections. Did you guys know that there's power in connections? Say it. There's power in connections. Yeah, I'm powerfully connected. Say it. I'm powerfully connected. Amen. So there's an African proverb that says, you know, I don't like it when I go online and they say African proverb. What does that even mean, African proverb? Is Africa a country? But let me just leave them. There's an African proverb that says, if you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. Mm. Who wants to go far? I want to go far. I don't want to go just fast. I want to go far. If you want to go fast, go alone. If you want to go far, go together. It is extremely, extremely important that we understand that there is no power in isolation, unity and connectedness. And you know, it's throughout the scripture. Um, there was a whole part in, the, um, in, in Acts that spoke about the power of connections and how the gospel was able to spread. So if you look through the New Testament after Jesus left and you look at how the gospel spread, how did the gospel spread? How? It spread through connections now. Imagine if Paul just said, you know what, I, I, as in God has, God has changed me from Saul to Paul. I'm just a bad guy. You know, I saw God, you know, God spoke to me directly. I'm this, I'm that. I don't need anybody. Would the gospel have spread? The gospel would have been inside him, just bubbling by itself inside him. You know, so we have to be connected to people. And there is such a divine mandate for meaningful connections. Um, so another 
example of meaningful connections for some of us in this room, you know, just bringing it back to our reality is some of you are finance people, some of you are lawyers, some of you are tech people, you can actually connect with different organizations, right, different associations. You know, I was thinking about how every, every major thing that has ever happened in the world, every abolishment of anything major, so everything from independence of Nigeria to abolishment of slavery to, you know, even women and women's rights, children's rights, none of those things were done by one person. Do we know? Independence of, oh yeah, let's do history. Independence of Nigeria. Was it done by one person? People are not talking. People don't know about the independence of Nigeria. Are you guys Nigerians? Oh, you guys are not Nigerians. You have relocated to Canada. You are potted. It doesn't matter where you relocate to. You are still in Nigeria, sir. We can see it to your face. But if you think about it, guys, when you think about the history of even Nigeria and how we got independence, it was different people, do you understand, doing their work that brought it together. Even slavery. Slavery is one of the biggest ones that people love to talk about. You know, even civil rights, you know, everybody loves Martin Luther King and all that. Martin Luther King and, for instance, Malcolm X were doing the same thing, but in extremely different ways. And all, everybody's little, you know, parts came together and created something big. But the point is, nothing big gets done in isolation. Nothing big. So even some of you right now, you are in organizations, maybe you are trying to get a law changed in Nigeria, maybe you are trying to, you know, pass some sort of a bill, you cannot do it by yourself. So the best thing is, if you have anything in your heart, maybe that's tugging your heart, maybe you're passionate about something, you're passionate about women, I don't know, children, you're passionate about men, if you're a girl, you know what, I'm just, sorry, I just had to do that, like I couldn't, I couldn't help, I tried to stop, but I couldn't help myself. Let me get serious. Whatever it is you're passionate about, there's an organization that you can join that can help you really relieve that passion and make an impact. But it's all about, once again, that power in the connections, right? We can't do things by ourselves. We can't do things in isolation. All right. The next one is intentional engagement in communities is key to healthy spiritual formation. I like that one. It's key to healthy spiritual formation. Who doesn't like healthy spiritual formation? Okay, so unity commands God's presence and his grace. Um, and we read Psalm 133 earlier. He blesses it more than it's been in isolation. Unity also creates authentic Christian maturity. So for instance, we have small groups. We have small groups here, you know, and we're launching small groups. We've actually launched already, but I think that we're starting officially today. Is that correct? We started already, right? And you know what small groups, how many of us here know about LightPoint small groups? Okay, a good number of us too, fantastic. All right, the small groups at LightPoint are interest-based small groups. People, there's no way that one of our 10 small groups, at least one or two, will not interest you. Unless, I don't know, you must be very special. And if you are special, we can create a new one for you. You can just create one for that special thing that you love so much. But guess what? Guys, there is power in small groups. We have so many small group testimonies. We've had people that have joined the choir through small groups. We've had people that have gotten jobs through small groups. People have advanced. Because what happens is that when you are in these communities, you know, when you're in these connections, these united situations, God does give blessings. So if you have not joined the small group, this is a shameless plug. I'll, be, I'll, I'll still be doing some more shameless plugs as I go along. Please join a small group. There's a lovely lady there in blue. Please, can you stand and wave? Dolakbo, you can see her. Even Tony with the beautiful singing voice as well. You can see her as well. And they can tell you all about our small groups. But guys, that is a powerful way for you to connect. So if you are here and you're listening to me and you're like, this, this lady is just talking. I don't, I, don't really, I don't really care for connections. I don't have any connections. You can actually join a small group and you can start connecting with people. It's a way to practice connecting with people. All right. 
Another thing about connections is bearing one another's burdens, right? So in Galatians um, 6, verses 2 to 4, TPT, can you please help me put it up on the screen? We see that bearing one another's burdens in prayers, bearing one another's burdens, you know, in love, in help is so important as Christians. We're not called to just live our lives, it's all about me. We're meant to actually bear our brother and sister's burdens as well. And one thing that small groups here at LifePoint has done that I've seen, because we've been running them for since, like for like five years now, is you actually see people's lives changing. You see people intentionally, be, somebody is looking for a job. Somebody is looking for something. Somebody needs something. Somebody is trying to move. They need, you know, they, I don't know, they need a vehicle to help them move. Everything from the small to the big, you see people actually intentionally helping other people. Also, people pray for one another, right? So you go on there and you drop a prayer point. I'm looking for a job. You know, my, fa- my mom is sick. My dad is sick. You know, anything at all. And people are praying for you. So it's so important and so vital as believers that we bear one another's birth. And right here, you have small groups to do that. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. All right. So what are some of the prerequisites for meaningful connections, right? So I've said my major six points, but I want to just quickly touch through some prerequisites for meaningful connections. Now, in order for you to really connect meaningfully with people, the first thing for me is that you have to know yourself. So we're all extremely different. In case you can't tell, I'm an extrovert. I love people. I get energy from people virtual, this virtual life, I'm done with it. Like, I need, I need humans. Somebody came to pick me up the other day f- to walk around her estate because she felt so sorry for me. Like, I need people, you know? Like, I'm losing it. But we, you need to understand yourself to make meaningful connections because when you know your personality, don't pretend that you are who you are not. If you know that you don't like big groups of people, no problem, connect in smaller groups. You know, if you know that you like bigger groups, connect there. But the point is, the first thing is that you need to know yourself so that you know how you can really connect meaningfully with other people and what makes you tick. The next thing is understand your values. Hmm. Understand your values, though. Let me act like a Yoruba woman. Because you cannot be connecting with... What's that thing they are doing? Silhouette challenge. Is it silhouette challenge? Please, don't go and be connecting. In fact, I come against this in all your lives in Jesus' name. Why are you connecting with silhouette challenge? What is your business with such a thing? Anyway, let me know. That one will make me... I won't leave the stage, so let me just leave that. But understand your values and connect according to your values, you know. So don't go and connect with things that are not within your value system. If you know that there's an organization that maybe you are a part of and perhaps their value systems have gone left, you know, they are doing funny things, please just leave the place because you will be very uncomfortable and that is not a godly connection. So please don't connect with things that are not related to your values. Also, understand how you as a person connect with people, right? So people connect in different ways. Some people connect, you know, just gisting. Some people like Falabi connect by singing. You know, there are different ways that people connect. Falabi, I'm sure that almost all his connections is through singing because he's an introvert. But when people see him singing, they want to be his friend. So, you know, you need to know yourself and know how you connect with people, you know, and just own it. Like, don't feel bad about it. You know, if you have a beautiful voice and you can use it to connect, why not? You know, connect away. But the point is, you need to understand how you connect with people as a as an individual. Um, Also, be real and honest about what you need in the different seasons of your life. Now, this seasons of your life thing and connections is very, very important. So, I mean, I have one million seasonal connection stories, but the different seasons of your life need different connections. So, for instance, if you just got married, the people or what you need in your life at that point in time is quite different from when you were single. If you just got a promotion, you know, like you got a huge promotion at work, the people that you might need in your life in that season is very different from those that you needed previously. I'm not saying that you should eliminate people from before. That's not what I said. I'm simply saying that you need to find people to connect with for that new 
level that you are on or that new season that you are in. So it's very important that we are able to identify what we need in our lives per season. I mean, I've had, like, I feel like over like the past like 10 years or so, like I've just been adding people to my life because of the different seasonal <laughs> seasons that, you know, I've been going through, you know, from being married to having children to changing jobs. Like you just keep going through different seasons and different people come into your life to match those seasons. It's extremely, extremely important. And it's interesting because what happens is that when you have the right people in your life per season, it actually helps you go further, faster. So in 2000 and, sorry, 2014, yes, 2014, I had my second daughter. And I remember I was heavily pregnant with her, about to have her, and then I got a huge promotion at work, huge, huge. And one of my friends sent me a message randomly one day. Then we, we, we were still using BlackBerry Messenger. How many of you remember BlackBerry Messenger? They don't know. Femi Aguade. Please. Uh-uh. <laughs> I didn't say that, sorry. I didn't say that. Anyway, so my friend took a picture of a newspaper. So she took a, new, um, a picture of an ad in a newspaper. You know then, we were not really on social media like now. So she took a picture of it. She BBM'd it to me. That's what we used to say back in the day, BBM'd. <laughs> she BBM'd it to me, you know. And this course looked like it was amazing. You know? So I signed up for the course. Ladies and gentlemen, this course saved my life. Because when I entered this role, the first thing I thought to myself is, Timmy Bami, I'm finished. What, like, how am I going to get through this? But the course was so helpful. I met people in that course that helped me figure out things that I thought were unfigureoutable. I know that's not a word, but you guys get my point, right? So the point I'm trying to make here is that different seasons of your life, you do need people, you know, to kind of connect with you and connect with other people as well to help you progress in those seasons. All right. So what about conflicts? Some of us are here thinking, all this one you're saying, I've heard you. But when I was in primary five, there was one girl, I told her all my secrets, and she let the... <laughs> I have no comments for you. And she let everybody in school know. So you know what? I don't want to connect with nobody again. My heart is still broken. How many of you are still holding on to be from nursery school? Be honest. I can see some people covering their face, even in this darkness. Yes, please, ladies and gentlemen, it has been... 15 years, it's been 20 years. For some of you, maybe it's even been 40 years. I'm not going to mention anybody's name. Please let it go. Can you please not let the weights of the past hold you back from your future? Can we say that again? Can we please not let the weights of our past hold us back? Thank you. Because the truth is that many of us are carrying bags from 15 years ago and 20 years ago. That person that hurt your feelings, I know that it was deep and it was sad, but we have to let go of those weights because it's preventing you from making meaningful connections and you need to let it go. So if you've had a bad experience with, whether it's Christians, some people have had bad experiences in church. Some have had bad experiences with the other gender. Some guy here, one girl broke your heart 10 years ago. You refused to date anybody since then. Okay, Sorry. Um, the same goes for girls. Guys, we need to, as Christians, learn how to forgive and move on. I'm not saying that you will not still feel pain. You might see that person and it's still paining you, as in you, but let it go. Do you understand? Because those things actually hold us back. In fact, I found that many of us have so many burdens that even make us sick. How many of you know one auntie? Let's be honest here. Since we're all young, all of us, how many of us have one auntie or one uncle that when they are telling the stories, you're just like, how do you remember that? And more importantly, why do you remember that? Let's be honest. Stories of the past. And you're like, and they'll tell you the date too. That I remember in 1960, 
And you're like, that's when Nigeria got independence. You remember that? No, but let's be honest. We remember we have those people in our lives. Guys, that thing is not funny. You cannot hold on to things that deeply. You have to learn to let things go because those things actually hold us back from creating meaningful connections. So when it comes to conflict, we need to learn how to resolve conflict. See, as you are getting older, if you don't learn how to resolve conflict in a good way, what will happen is you don't have to get married, but you shall be dealing with people. When you get married and you start having children, what, okay, so what happens when you now have conflicts with your children? You'll be holding your child inside your heart for 10 years. No, it's true now. Do you understand? So it's actually a skill in life. You have to learn how to deal with conflicts in every situation, at work, with your family members, so that your life can be good. Everybody say, my life is going to be good in Jesus' name. Conflicts will not hold me back. I come against every burden of the past that is trying to hold me back from creating meaningful connections. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. There's a scripture where Paul, <clears throat> I like the scripture where Paul was talking because Paul was pleading. So it's Philippians 4, 2 to 3. Paul says, now I appeal to your dear and Sintic. Please, because you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreements. Don't you guys just like the way that sounds? As he's like, please, you belong to the Lord, settle your disagreements. And I ask you, my true partner, to help these two women, for they worked hard with me in telling others the good news. They worked along with Clement and the rest of my co-workers whose names are written in the book of life. What this is simply telling us is, even within the body, even when we're doing good things, even when we're, you know, you know, we're doing what God has asked us to do, there will be conflict. But here, is, but here Paul is pleading with these people to please settle their conflict so that it doesn't get in the way of the work. So we will have conflict. It's a natural way of life. But we just have to learn how to resolve conflict in a good way. All right. So just trying to conclude, I'm so, I'm so proud of my, you, you guys don't know how proud I am of myself. I'm going to hype myself after this because I'm right on time. But no, 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 don't make me now go over time. So the vehicle, let me just quickly finish my notes. It's important. So I had a whole rhyme. I tried to make a rhyme, but I don't know if it's really going to flow, but just bear with me. So are you looking for the Paul to your Barnabas? Or the Jonathan to your David? Or the Naomi to your Ruth? Or like the widow, are you looking for an Elijah? Or for the Elizabeth to your Mary? You like that, huh? You like it? Thank you. Thank you, my people. If you are, join Life Points Small Groups. Yes. And let me tell you the small groups. So I'm over time, but it's okay because my message is over. Let me tell you the small groups that we have available, okay? So we have Get a Grip. One is for men and one is for women. We don't want you to get a grip together. I want you to get it apart, please. We have one called Foodies. We have one called Young and Professional for the career people in the house. We have one for entrepreneurs called Giantpreneur. Hallelujah. All right. We have one called Fit Farm. If you know that like, over this pandemic, <laughs> oh, yes, your clothes don't fit. Please join Fit Farm. We have one called Everyday Life. We have one called Relationship. We have one for the worshipers, and we have one called Movie Buffs. So we have so many. If you don't like any of them, no problem. Come and meet me. We'll create one for you. Just for you. All right. So, Ladies and gentlemen, please, 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 meaningful connections are extremely important. People, a lot of us are, are not leading our lives. We're just accepting our lives, as in just accepting, just going. You have to lead your life. Hallelujah. So understand that God uses connections, communities, and people to elevate you. You will not be elevated in isolation of people. It's just not possible. And so be very intentional about creating meaningful connections. You need people in your life. Deal with whatever baggages you have from the past with people. And please, please, please begin to intentionally create meaningful connections today. And you have a great way to do that by joining what? 
Life Point Small Groups. Hallelujah. Thank you. All right. Thank you. Okay. So let me just say a quick prayer and then I'm going to um, jump over to the Lord. Father, we thank you for your word, Lord. We thank you for each and every person here. We bless your holy name, Lord, because we know that you are with us and you know every single thing that we need for our lives in this season. Lord, I pray that over your sons and daughters that you begin to send all the connections, the networks, the people that they need for this season of their life in Jesus' name. Lord, I pray that we know how to discern relationships. We know how to steward relationships, that we do it in godly ways, Lord, that we make you proud. Thank you for listening to a message from the LifePoint Church. To download more free messages, please visit www.soundcloud.com forward slash LifePointNG.